send to eat, but it's about a giant spooky sea monster from an old band. Punk Mo Bang used to be in Humboldt County called Fancy Chinese Businessman. I feel like Trevor just fucked my ear pussies. Hell yeah. All right, man. So well, it's this is a Halloween special. Well, so Okay. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, I'm Chris Evans. Okay. With me is my buddy Trevor Allstrom. They know me as Gravel Shits. Trevor's known as Gorgeous George. Whoop, whoop. It's a Halloween special, bitches. Yeah, Halloween sewed. We're going to learn all the secrets of Pumpkin Patch. We're going to get real spooky in this bitch. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. When there's something strange in your neighborhood, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! like, I know somebody's watching me. I don't think that's how it goes, but okay. That's another song yeah. from the 80s that's about someone. I always around. feel like somebody's watching me. It's very similar. And I have no I privacy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great song. All right, Trevor, take the wheel. All right, now Jesus, I Jesus, take the wheel. Now I am the captain. Okay. Anyway, so we got... Uh, Hello everyone, Halloween, we got uh, announcements, I got episode 1551 uploaded, both funny episodes, check Go it check out. Go check them out, I uh, shared them on my Facebook, I got some likes uh, on my Facebook, and Hell I yeah. dropped it in the Bonfire uh, fan page, so hopefully we get some Bonfire fans yes. that'll uh, check it out. Is there any chance that Dan Soder or Jay check them out? Or yeah, they-, they, they look at the Bonfire fan page. So they might check us out and be yeah. like, "Where are these funny young yeah, up and coming?" Yeah, exactly. Which episode did you put on there? Uh, still waters run deep, bro. Yeah, I bro. told you, man. I'm on it. I'm on it, bro. All right, that's great news. Chris is on them shits. I did and, it on my break at work. Hell yeah, Angelo. I guess has been uploaded, and then also Dylan Diarman also has uh, uploaded some stuff and some. Shout people. out, Dylan. Yeah, that's 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 the next thing I mentioned. But some people from when I was in the California Conservation Corps, I guess, have checked us out too. Some awesome. people from my past. Oh man, they're like, that's Trevor's awesome. still alive? I don't know why, but people just expect you to be dead. So Trevor didn't die. He just been hanging out, going yeah. to work. Yeah. <laughs> I was a like Chris. I was an insane young man, and I surprisingly didn't die. So here I am now. All my rowdy friends mm-hmm. have routed on down. Very true. So anyway, speaking of Dylan, um, local news, I went to this Wednesday, I went to a, uh, a local brewery called Oakshire Brewing Company. There's a, uh, there's an art show of a Eugene Darkroom group, which is a uh, group of um, professional photographers, including my friend Dylan Diarman, and I made a new friend named L. His name's L. He works right over here at Doco. Like the letter? Yeah, like the letter. And he also has a girlfriend named B. Just the letter B. I don't know, but but the L and B. Well, they're they're a gothic couple. They're cool though, but they're together. They're pound. LB. Pound. <laughs> hey, we got two lonely boys. Two LBs. Yes, together they are pound. But yeah, yeah, they uh, they they each brought their they have own a kid. And they're gonna call it S. S. They're gonna be pounds. Pounds. I like that. And then you have us, and we're two lonely boys, two pounds. But um. Yeah, it was good. People brought their 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 wares to sell. It was a lot of like small prints of uh, photos, and I bought two of them. And uh, it's it was good. It's just promoting local photographers. So you guys should check out Eugene Darkroom Group. Check out Dylan Yarman and Gael. I don't know this person for yet, but yeah, just if you ever give just, them give them a look and give them a shout yeah, out and tell them that the two lonely boys sent you. Yeah, and uh, Dylan has been a great friend for me personally and also um he, he's helped out the show so yeah yeah that was a local event yeah support your local artists of all types and uh, i also went to a show last last night to the first national trap house where i do open mic and uh i saw a show three people that usually perform three pretty untalented ladies they played for three hours and that was cool and it got me hyped for next Monday and Halloween itself, where I'm going to play a short set of Halloween-themed songs. I'll let you all know how that goes next Thursday. Moving on. So we got some crazy national news about uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband was attacked at the home of the Pelosi's in San Francisco, and the husband was attacked with a man 
with a hammer who who shouted, where is Nancy? And uh, the husband was attacked, but he's apparently in the hospital and he's going to make a recovery. So it wasn't too too terrible a damage. So fortunately, the man wasn't too good with the hammer, probably a framing hammer. And Nancy wasn't there. So that should be a big deal. And I'm sure she's going to get a lot of mean comments from people on the right. But I'm sure she'll get some support from people on the left in the middle. Were you talking about Pelosi? Yeah, so I was... Yeah. You were doing your thing, so I was... I so was peeing. So I, I gave... You know more details. I gave the rough outline Okay, yeah. So about 2 o'clock in the morning, um, there was a break-in at Nancy Pelosi's uh, San Francisco home. Um, she has two houses, one in D.C. and one in San Francisco, mm-hmm. where she, you know, lives. She's from California. Um, so I guess they broke in while she wasn't there. She was in D.C., Oh, and uh, she heard about it through the police, obviously, but um, it was all over the news uh, that her husband was attacked with a hammer. A dude had broken in, uh, I guess a right-wing extremist, broke in and was shouting, where's Nancy, where's Nancy? Um, I guess the husband picked up the hammer to defend himself, and as police were instructing both of them to get on the ground, um, the dude snatched the hammer and, and smashed him a couple times. Damn. Um, the cops took him down, and it was just a whole thing. And I guess the guy apparently was uh, he was a right-wing extremist, but he was also... like I saw a video of him at a nudist uh, colony's uh, wedding. Like he, he, He's done some interesting things, but... Um, he's done some hippie-ish the, things. Yeah, the guy is not all there, I don't think. Um, but this is the problem with extremism and politics, man, is that no matter if you're right, left, or in the middle, like nobody should be breaking into people's homes and attacking their significant other over politics. But this happens all the time, man. It happens a lot in, in other countries where people just get murdered. Uh, if they don't like your politics, they'll just go and kill your whole fucking family. So that actually, that's crazy. And that actually perfectly leads into my world news. Perfectly talking about extremism politically around the world. So the, apparently this weekend, thousands of uh, far right people went to honor Mussolini's grave. Oh wow! And Mussolini was one of the uh, fascist dictators who came to power a hundred years ago. That's why they came to celebrate because a hundred years ago, apparently this weekend, last Saturday, uh, Mussolini went and took over power from the king of Italy in the 20s and uh, all these people marched on to Rome and kind of like what Hitler did in 33 and even Franco came to power and you know but James who, Franco? Yeah. <laughs> Frank, I don't remember his first name but Franco was the dictator of Spain and then Stalin obviously but in the 20s and 30s after World War One, all these dictators came to power because people had lived through World War One, and they were... People were being a lot of dicks. Yeah, and it was just a rough time, and a lot of people were disillusioned about life. That's why whenever you have rough times, extremism is what people will definitely gravitate towards. And with a lot of a lot of issues in Europe the last 10 plus years, you had a lot of... Between all the wars that the U.S. definitely started... A lot of wars and revolutions. And well, the U.S. didn't start all the wars, but it definitely didn't, we didn't help. Didn't facilitate we didn't them very help. well. <laughs> but between the millions of refugees from the Middle East, a lot of them went to Europe, and specifically the Mediterranean, Eastern Europe, and and it, it also in the Western Europe. So a lot of Europeans have never been hit by a wave. I mean, this is even more than like what we get hit by by Mexico in the South. Like millions of migrants in a very short time are flocking to Europe more than they could really handle, and it made a lot of a lot of native Europeans mad, and a lot of them started in the last few years to go back. That's why right wing well, sentiment it, is going up like crazy. Okay, okay. And isn't it kind of similar to how the Moors came into ancient Greece and stuff, or the Goths? Yeah, it was the Goths. So I can the Moors. The Moors were a people that are not. You want to talk about the Moors? I can talk about. Well, I was talking about uh, the people that moved in when Greece was at its height and it was beginning to start to fall. They they tried to blame the Goths for the the civilization falling because they were the new guys. You're talking about Rome. You're talking about Rome. Yeah, ancient Greece. No, no, no. Rome was Italy. Or all right. Which one is all right? 
ancient Greece. Who brought down Greece? So the issue the Persians? of what brought down Greece was the Romans. The Peloponnesian Wars. I actually looked it up recently. So the the Romans and the Greeks, they started. They start the the around like seven eighth century BC. The Ro- the Romans were the new kids on the block. Yeah. The Greeks had been in power since you know the 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 early Alexander Greeks. Alexander the Great the, and stuff. Yeah, he was the fifth to sixth century. Before that, you had the Mynesians who in the Bronze Age were in charge, and that was like 12th, 13th century. Before that, okay. you, had the, you had the Minoans, like Kenosis, Minotaur, Minoans. And that was before that, like 2000 BC. But what you're talking about is how, like the 7th or 8th century BC, Rome was starting, and then by a few centuries later, the, Greek, the, the Greeks were fearful of the Romans who were rising up. So the Greeks... We're on the decline because they had all these wars between their city states, like yeah. Athens, Athens, Sparta, Sparta. Thebes, yeah, uh, and all these uh, Ithaca, where Odysseus was from. Yeah, different city states. All were these different at city war. states, and Greek Greece by that point was falling apart, and Rome was the the, the new the big new strong big young one. strong buck coming up. Colosseum and shit. Yeah, and this was actually around the time the Colosseum was built, and the Peloponnesian Wars eventually. The Romans were able to overpower the Greeks, and ever ever since then, the Greeks were on the decline. And then also after Alexander the Great happened, Greece was taken, which is Macedonia, which is northern Greece, and then all the places that he conquered separated into different areas. Yeah. And there was all this Persia. falling apart. Persia, and you have like Greek uh, well, Egypt. Egypt was also taken ask, over. Let me ask this. Well, where did the Goths come in? Well, who were they? Right. So the Goths were from the Goths and the Saxons and the Angles. They were all from the German area. Okay. And then you had a little bit north. You had like the Jutes and the Danes and the Scandinavians. My ancestors mainly, which were a little bit north. They're a little bit. They were north of the Roman Empire, so they were just north of all the the Roman fallout. But okay. But in Germany, you had the Huns. The, which actually came from Hungary, like Attila the Hun. They came more from Hungary and like the, the Ukraine, the Eastern Eastern Europe, which eventually led to the steeps where that shit was going on. But the Goths were, were these were people from Germany, the Central German area in that area, and they, along with the Vandals and the Visigoths, did the, the Vandals. Sacrum. Great name for a punk band. That I've done. I know. That's what I was saying, it idiot. <laughs> Whatever. I played the song Anarchy Bird. Yeah, by the I know. But anyways, they they <laughs> they did the sack of Rome in the in the four hundreds, and uh, it was four nine four nine two historians. Eight don't come six at me. seven five three oh nine. Rome, Rome. Daddy, daddy, who can I turn to? Daddy, daddy, who can Rome turn to? Anyways, so, so, so Rome got sacked, and at that point. They were on a decline. The rest of Europe became became the Middle Ages. And then Charlemagne happened, the Viking Age, everything else. But the Goths were a group that took that had an had an opportunity to sack Rome and they did it. Yeah. In the four hundreds. Well that's what I was trying to figure out, because it, it always seems like when there's a society that's doing well or whatever, they always try to blame the new people that are coming in. They're like, no, it's not us. It's all these assholes yeah. over here coming and wrecking our worlds. Yeah, no no shout out to Mussolini, but yeah, thousands of people visited his his uh, crypt, his grave, which god damn. Two to four thousand people descended, and it's in the town of Predopio. Predopido. Predopio. Predopido. But yeah, a lot of thousands of people came, and then we're singing like <laughs> Mussolini era colonial hymns. What kind of gangbang is this? Thousands wave, of people came. Yeah, and they were they were waving Mussolini era flags. Whatever. And yeah, and uh, and and the new the new uh, prime minister, she's far right wing, and a, she's apparently a fan of Mussolini. Her name is. Georgia Maloney, she's a, she is hot. Which she's doesn't help. related to Christopher Maloney from yeah. the uh, SVU, and she's decent looking too. But she's crazy. Whatever. But anyways, so anywho, and at the same time, all the anti-fascists were having a uh, celebration of when Italy was liberated by the uh, by the opposite side by all the Allies, the liberation. So you had you had one people. You know, celebrating Mussolini, other people celebrating his downfall. 
Okay. So yeah. Damn, Trevor, that took a while. Well, <laughs> you asked about the guys. I know, and you got fucking into it. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, I'm high and I, I like history. I got another one. Um, so in Seoul, North Korea, or Seoul? Yeah, Seoul, Korea. That's South Korea. South Korea. That's it. There was a, a Halloween festival. All the people. And, yeah, people packed into the streets like fucking sardines or something in, like, uh, it was the New Orleans or something for, like, Mardi Gras. And somebody ran. And then when somebody ran, the fucking stampede of people they went crushed a, a bunch narrow, of people. It was a narrow alleyway, I guess. And they were all through the street. People yeah, they were all through the death. street, man. So, like... I am so against massive groups together. Once you get too many people together, bad ideas just start happening. That reminds me of a quote from George Carlin where he said, never underestimate the power of stupid people in large groups. Yeah, and dude. Like, it's just ridiculous how... Okay, let's say you go to a party, right? And you can't even get into the party because traffic is backed up a street away. Yeah. You know, and, and you just see hundreds of people going there. Wouldn't you fucking think to maybe go turn around, go someplace else? No, we're going to pack in there like sardines so nobody can breathe, nobody can move, and then eventually somebody's going to get suffocated, and when that person drops, everybody's going to freak out, and that's going to cause more... Like, it's such a weird circumstance to have people die. Can, well, can the world just understand that, like, we need to stop packing people into fucking confined well, areas? The issue, too, is we have... Growing world population, yeah. over seven million, and also a lot of there's a lot of parts of the world that are still easing off from COVID era restrictions. From COVID era restrictions, so this is apparently one of the first big parties yeah, that you dude, can have since COVID. That's that doesn't fucking mean that you fucking get so packed out that you kill a hundred and fifty yes, people. But a lot of them were younger people that, as we see where we live, a lot of young people like to go out in packs and party. So when they've been held in Trevor's for two all years, Trevor's all for stampeding people to death. There's too many people. Fuck them. I guess. But what if you're at a party or a fucking mosh pit and you go down and nobody picks you up? Then I'm getting violent, and I've done that before. I've yeah, but what if you get stomped to fuck to death? It's not your choice. There's just too many people. Well, then I went out swinging. And I guess, fine. man. That's a dumb way to go out. It's fine. I'll die getting crushed by a bunch of people. It's fine. Fuck it. I like mosh pits. Trevor's in a mood. <laughs> No, I think it's just ridiculous. People need to give each other space. Like, if you can't fucking... If you can't go to the bathroom in a place, like, it's so packed you can't walk yourself to the restroom, why the fuck would you go in there? <laughs> I mean... What, you're gonna wait three hours for a drink? <laughs> like, if, yeah, but it's ridiculous, man. At a point, you have to fucking go someplace. <laughs> you go someplace with your ass and stop packing people together. Go find other activities. There's other things to do, people. Don't bring a gun to a knife fight, motherfucker. Don't Never bring a knife knows. to a gunfight. Yeah. Trevor's been drinking. That's what's happening. I, just I think I, I think I just put it together. I was too tired to put it together earlier. <laughs> Trevor's been twisting all these teas all day. Not that many. Just four. Five. I'm sorry. Whatever. Whatever. I was starting to notice that I was like, he's screaming all the time. <laughs> he's, uh, Sorry, he, folks. He, he won't stop chattering about stuff. <laughs> Sorry, folks. That history lesson was, was a little much. Sorry. If my facts are slightly off, let me know and I'll correct them. Historians, if you want to fight me, that's fine. Trevor's like, challenge challenge accepted. I'll fight any nerdy historian right now. Yeah, I can handle most of them. Christopher Columbus, still go fuck yourself. You can hear me from the other region. From the other region? What do you mean, from the other side? Oh, that actually has to bring on through to the other side. That I thought we were going to talk about some of my uh, History stuff. of Halloween. Well, what, did you want to talk about the witch doctor first? Because we're still doing news. Okay. Okay. We'll do witch doctor first. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so last news story. Uh, there was a crazy story in South Florida that I saw, and it was about a witch doctor who met a girl from Georgia, and she was trying to sell her truck. She was living down in South Florida uh, for a time, and 
I guess he was teaching her to read tarot cards and maybe do some other witch doctor type shit. Doing some ba- some Wicca, some something, yeah, yeah, witchcraft bullshit, crystals and whatnot. <laughs> um, but so the girl, I guess, met up with him a couple times. All of a sudden, she goes fucking missing. No, not a trace of her. Um, she she left behind her child, who was found wandering in the street at like two a.m. Um, which, you know, she was a responsible mother. It probably would have never happened. Um, so something went wrong with this girl. And this dude was the last person known with her. He's like a witch doctor. Uh, not from Haiti or something. But, he, you know, he's some sort of fucking doctor bullshit. Which, which something. Um, but the fucking damning evidence is that the dude is driving her truck around. Like, if she sold it to him, it's like, no bill of sale. There's no fucking money exchange. She didn't receive anything. The girl basically vanished, and this dude was was seen after uh, she vanished just driving her car around, or her truck. You know, so it looks terrible. But the guy's swearing up and down. He doesn't know what happened. and But then he was also seen at the fucking Home Depot buying bleach and fucking things to clean up. You know, it's ridiculous, dude. People think that they're just going to murder somebody and it's all just going to disappear. too much modern technology. There's so many cameras. People track receipts. Like You have the internet now. Like You better be one crafty motherfucker to try to get away with a murder. Because now we can pass information yeah, throughout the world easy. almost instantly. You so. know, cell phones are tracked everywhere. So that's what this guy doesn't fucking realize is that you can't just... People just don't normally disappear without a trace yes. you know and this dude was the last person seen with her fuck this guy man he's going down bro but yeah I, I, some his, weird his, witch doctor guy from south florida yeah i won't save him i thought it was georgia uh so the girl was from georgia she was in south florida uh i guess visiting and she was also trying to oh, sell her vehicle and go you. back to georgia so that's why it was weird she still had you know things to do in georgia she, i think she had a job and stuff so, you know, for her not to go back to her home state, for her not to fucking have her vehicle anymore, and for her to have left her child wandering around the street, like, there's too many fucking red flags. So, I thought that was a pretty nutty story, man. I heard about that at, like, 6 in the morning uh, when I was looking up news, and that was just nuts. I can't stop thinking about Dr. Feelgood by Motley Curry as you're telling me this story. But Oh, wow. That's <laughs> all right. And uh, one more thing, Jerry Lee Lewis died. Yes. Yeah, that's another uh, news news article. Yeah, 1937. Yeah, 19. No, I'm sorry, 1935 to this year, so 87 yeah. years old. He was the last of like Elvis's era and uh, Elvis, Johnny Cash and Johnny Horton. Yeah. Um, um, uh, Richie Valance. And he was best known for the song Great Balls of Fire. And yes. it is a really cool song to go back and listen to because Great Balls of Fire definitely got killed on the radio. Um, it definitely, you know, had a time. But it's one of those weird songs that you go back and you listen to Great Balls of Fire at the right time. It's fucking good. It's really good. It's like from 1950 yeah. or six. Just yeah. to have that kind of energy back then they, was they like were, crazy. These were the guys that definitely helped pioneer early rock and roll called Rockabilly. Yep. And this actual later time in my album review. But yeah, yep. it's it when you had a lot of guys that were bringing not so much blues at this yet, quite yet, but a lot of country. Yeah. Hillbilly that's, music, country. And that's definitely where Elvis flirted, you know? Yeah, and Johnny Cash a little bit, but yeah. Elvis definitely flirted that line. And then you had some guys that had a blues background that mixed it in with country and maybe some jazz, like uh, Chuck Berry. Some jazz cigarettes? Yeah. <laughs> Chuck Berry was, was definitely one of the token black guys of this that This is group. your cousin. Marvin, Marvin Barry. Barry. Yes. Listen to this. But he, was, he was part of that whole group, too. I and always loved that Richie Valens, who brought in the Mexican element in La Bamba. I actually heard La Bamba this morning. Yes, but yeah, it was that whole group of rockabilly. <laughs> Trevor has been drinking, man. Whatever. I don't think you realize how much you're rambling. I'm rambling. You are. Sorry, you're folks. a rambling man. It's weird how much I pick up on people when they're drinking because I've quit drinking. It's so... And I used to be a bartender, too, so it's one of those things that you can start to notice it. Um, 
this. I'm, I'm getting drunk. I'm sorry. Well, no, you're not. Dude, you're fine. But it's just funny because I'm like, are, are you? And, and, and Trevor's like, maybe. <laughs> and I'm like, no, he's drunk. <laughs> I gotta do this for at least one second because it's Trevor's putting tomorrow. on Trevor's putting on his devil mask. He was gonna take it to uh, the ah. show the other night, and I told him not to because he would get accused of some bad things in a devil's mask. Probably, <laughs> I would have been suspicious. I mean, there's a few people doing it, but I mean, all you need is one person to say something wrong. That's why I generally stay away from like the groups of the hot college chicks because they have cell phones and they get offended real easily. So like, I, I stay away from it's that. It's so awkward as a man to be in the position where if you're like in a crowd and you accidentally rub up against somebody, they could fucking say you sexually assaulted them. And if they have 10 friends with them? Oh, dude, you look bad. Yeah. You look real bad. Yeah. And you're just a dude in a devil mask. <laughs> And the, yeah, and I'm, I'm a big dude. I'm 6'4", I'm 250, I'm a big boy. So I, I'm, I'm definitely going to see more of a threat than someone who's like 5'6", and 120 up. pounds. They're going to be like, this guy. Will the cops show up and immediately pull out their tasers? And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, turn around. I'm and you're def- just like, I didn't do anything. I'm a big we'll enough- talk about it. And they put handcuffs on you. You're like, oh, fuck. I'm a big enough guy. I have had cops immediately get aggressive because... You know, I have average people, and then I'm there, and they're like, what? We got a fucking troll here. Ah! We so, got a troll here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more like a, I'm more like a, a dwarf, You're like a, dwarf. a stocky dwarf. You're a tall dwarf. I'm a tall dwarf. You'd be a I'm, tall dwarf. I'm captain of the dwarves. You'd be a, a tall mountain dwarf. I'd be sure. like the right hand of the king or some shit. You'd be king like Gimli. Dwarf. Yeah. Gimli was a badass. Yeah, fuck people up. You'd be Gimli. I would be like a well, wanna, I'd be a well-spoken troll that came to the other side. <laughs> I wanna I wanna definitely be the dude from Lord of the Rings, the the troll from or not the troll, the, the Gimli dwarf. was the main dwarf. Yeah, him. Yeah, he was a We were always counting him kills. And Legolas, yeah, yeah, always counting kills. That'd be some shit you and I would do. But definitely. Uh But I think that's all my stories. So that's news, folks. We had a lot of news. We did. Oh, I got one more. Sports. Fucking sports. So the uh, young up-and-coming YouTuber, media, multimedia entrepreneur, Jake Paul, along with his brother Logan Paul, have made a lot of news the last few years recently by by challenging a lot of people that are not of the same age and are not professional uh, boxers. Yep. They've been challenging people with professional boxing matches that are NBA stars, or wrestlers, or, or UFC fighters. Well, it, a lot of the, two two of those UFC fighters, two out of three, Ben Askren and Tyron Woodley were wrestlers by trade. So yeah. they were really good. At, and also, these were all guys in their forties. All these are guys. Yeah, and Anderson. You know Silva what I want to see? Yeah, he just fought Anderson Silva and Jake 47. Paul won by decision. Jake Paul's twenty five, and so is forty seven. I actually, <laughs> I actually so did. I watched the highlights today just. To, See it. Sure. And in the the, sorry. You're okay, man. Sorry. The, I, know. I the, know. The the final the final round the eighth round eight of eight rounds, uh, Jake Paul got him, got him with a real real hard cross. Yeah. Got him with the right. Just ah, and, but, and and knocked him down and uh, he wasn't and he stood and then Anderson Silva got up. Yeah. And got he, his and, ground. And, the, and the, the you know the ref did the count off. Yeah. And he decided by unanimous decision that. Anderson Silva. Well, I mean, I have said, okay, I mean, Jake Paul. So Jake here's Paul. my so gripe. Here's my gripe: is he's a younger guy, twenty-five. He's in better shape. He's been training for a while. When's the last time you saw Anderson Silva fight? You know, a few years. Uh, Israel says like two, three years ago. Exactly. So he probably trained for the fight, but he probably didn't do his UFC training yeah. and stuff. So. You know, my, 50. my whole issue is this dude is an internet star who has taken good boxing classes, has good coaches. He's able to pay he's good people. He's approaching the prime of his life right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's able to pay good people to be around, good promoters, good yeah. uh, coaches. And he is putting in enough work and to he's get a, in shape. He's a decent fighter. He's a decent I'll give him that. Him and his brother both. He was a state wrestling champion and all that oh, shit. Yeah. But when you go and you're doing internet TV fights, basically... With old guys and people that aren't in boxing, like I don't, I don't see the novel. It's just a novelty. That's exactly what it is. Before that, there was a guy named Hassan Brom Jr. and he was a son of a uh, 
world heavyweight champion from the 90s, 80s, 90s. And the son is an up-and-coming boxer. He's in his prime, and he was supposed to fight Jake Paul. And this guy's actually a professional boxer. And he sure. called Jake Paul. I was like, Ham, hey, the only guy you've picked that's actually a professional boxer. That by wants trade. to box you. And he's up-and-coming dude. He's like 27. And Jake Paul backed out of that fight because he knew he was going to lose. He was going to lose. And he picked a much older man. He was going to lose, and he wouldn't have made as much money. Yes. Like, he might have made a lot of money, but not as, like, fighting a bigger name. Jake so Paul. So Anderson Silva is a bigger name. I've also heard the nickname Snake Paul, which makes sense. But He's he, a kid. He's wily. He's a kid that has been caught at his house partying ridiculously and fucking having a bunch of illegal guns but because he has rich parents and because he has internet money he keeps getting out of trouble bro and yeah. and we are breeding these kind of kids which is bad and they definitely because they're tried- good for money they're good for monetary value but these type of people grow up to be adults one day and those adults turn around and they shit on everybody it kind of reminds me of like some Corey Feldman sort of thing where you get a lot of money and fame real quick and you're not emotionally mature enough. And then Jake Paul could be another kind of Corey Feldman type in 20 years. So Corey Feldman's whole thing was he fell off once he fell out of his age group, basically. So what Jake Paul is doing is he's aging out of the tween age group that he was 10 years ago when he started or yeah. whatever. Now he's a young man. He's in his early 30s 20, or something. No, Jake late Paul's 30s. 25. Yeah, Paul's like 29. They're 20-ish. So they're becoming young men, but this is the problem with these young men is that they just want to sit there and fucking collect money and do nothing but fucking beat up on old men. <laughs> like And party, and a lot of them are trying to do that sort of like modern day... Have you seen their rap career? Yeah, <laughs> it's that's, terrible. That's what I was going to bring. These are a lot of guys that definitely grew up on Gucci Mane and Trap House sort of rap. They grew up trying on internet listen. money. They grew up on mama's teeth, and they never had to work too hard in their lives but I'll tell you this the thing that would put Jake Paul and Logan Paul in their place Greco-Roman wrestling there's no fucking around in Greco-Roman wrestling like if you were to do like Khabib or Islam sort of levels just a good wrestler because in boxing there's so much room for decisions and there's so much room for punches and and, you know there's a lot more dictation there Um, you know in UFC similarly you know tap outs fucking uh, uh, you know uh, submissions there's so many different types of grappling same thing so you would say traditional Greek and Roman uh, like the style we learned in high school of course let's go back to that where just it's basic wrestling because some of the best matches I've ever watched in my life have been college wrestlers that are trying out yep. to go to the Olympics. Uh, in and worlds. Dudes, and, worlds. And worlds, yeah. Like the movie, so I've, I have seen some tryouts of, uh, there's this Russian guy named Carolyn, and he was an Olympic winner, and he's one of the most prestigious wrestlers of all times. Yeah. Carolyn, if you check him out, Carolyn. People that never get respect are fucking wrestlers. I'm telling you, it's, it's just one of the, the most way brutal sports. It's the one of the most brutal sports and people that do it, bro, I have way more respect for them yeah. than I do some UFC fighters and some boxers. And Logan Paul is just an internet star that he has figured out how to make his money and his money is prize fights. So for you those of you that haven't wrestled just imagine, you know, most fights start on the feet, but imagine the point of the fight where you're on the ground grinding against a motherfucker for minutes at a time. It's and, exhausting. And not even that, it's dude. Exhausting. I remember, I'll tell you about this one particular match. I was uh, going for um, second place at the at the match. Nice. I was going for silver. For the tournament? Yeah, for the tournament. Okay. I had beaten two guys before this nice. third guy. The third guy outweighed me because of the rules in uh, wrestling. What was it? Two fifteen, the heavyweight. So light heavyweight. I was light heavyweight. This dude was two eighty five. Okay. Oh shit! So I could never make weight. There's this giant gap in weights at the end of it for some reason. Two fifteen to two eighty five. I was always two twenty ish. That's like you're all fat fucks at that point. That's what, yeah. That's how they you get yeah. punished. No, they should break that more. They it should be two fifty to fucking up. I, I I don't understand it. But every other weight class in wrestling is by like fifteen pounds. That you know, weight class is the wide. That's the wild west. It's the west. wildest. That's the wild it's west. It's so crazy. I I wrestled at one fifty five lightweights, and one time I missed weight, and all the other people were there, but the guy that wrestled our heavyweight was couldn't make it to the tournament. So at one hundred fifty six seven pounds, I had to wrestle a guy that was two hundred and fifty pounds. Yep. And he was guess what? He was a big Samoan dude. Yep. 
<laughs> this big, strong Samoan that weighed me 100 pounds threw me around, dude. But you know what? I fucking tried. I actually did get it down, but I got thrown around. And sometimes, if you don't make weight, you're riding a guy way heavier than you. And yeah, it was it was a very humbling experience. I damn near got thrown into the to the fucking stadium to the bleachers. So, like it was I was crazy. saying, um, what ended up happening was I had to wrestle a dude that was 265, 270. Um, I was 220-something, 222, I think. It was after Thanksgiving. That's what fucked me up. I was okay. eating on Thanksgiving. My coach told me not to eat, and I was like, yeah, all right. Everyone did. Anyways. I did it, too. So I did great at the wrestling match. I won my first two matches by pin. The nice. third match, I was about to win, but I got pinned. But this dude was so strong, he threw me around like a rag doll the whole time. The only way I was beating him was on points. I kept dropping him every once in a while and getting his back. And and you can win in wrestling by points um, because I knew it would be really hard to pin this guy. Um, but he fucked me up for, for three rounds, almost. No, it was two and a half. So for ten minutes, I just got ragdolled. But I kept getting points on him. Towards the end of the match, I just ran out of gas. And he fucking just rolled me over. But it's so crazy how aggressive it is when you're in it wrestling. There is no exit. There's no. It's either you win by points or you pin. That's it. There's yeah. no, you know. And that's where I think wrestling really makes a difference. I've heard the expression, snap, tap, or nap. That's which it. Is, you know. get a bone broken and it's stopped for medical reasons or you tap out. AK pinned or you go unconscious I was happens. I was actually pretty happy I never tapped in a match in an actual match I've tapped a ton, a ton of times in um, practice but I never had to tap out in a match I either got probably, pinned or I won probably because you got all that adrenaline yeah yeah yeah, no, fuck that dude I was I was willing to let a, a shoulder dislocate and shit that was a eh, that was a fun time when you're young, man. When you're young, it was fun. I I wish I had done it longer. I mean, I had good endurance, but I hadn't done it. Me too. I only I, did it for three years. I did it for two, yeah. and I had wrestled with people beforehand. But as a, by the end of the second year, I was actually learning more moves. But I was, you know, at that point about to leave high school, and I didn't do it in college. Yeah. And I got a scholarship for it, but I had wish. I wish I had gotten to start doing it in like junior high or elementary. Yeah. But unfortunately, my my mom said fuck no. And yeah. eventually, in high school, I was old enough, I was able to fight my way through. Like, hey, maybe help me out with college, bro. So she relented, but yeah, you know, I. She was definitely very much against it. My dad didn't give a fuck, but my mom was always. It, whenever I did it, it just. It was something I did because I wanted to do. My mom was against it until she found out I was actually decent. <laughs> and yeah. she was like, okay. Well, a lot of women don't traditionally wrestle, so they tend to be a little more fickle about it. Whereas, like, men, it's more of a... Wrestling is a much more common thing among men. Sorry. It's okay. We just... We've been talking about certain subjects for a long time. All right. I mean, we got a lot of... A lot of Halloween things. You did want to talk Ooh. about your uh, spooky... This Halloween episode's going off the rails. Your spooky uh, documentary. I got two of them, actually. Yeah, Trevor watched a cool uh, documentary on like the origins of Halloween. Yeah, so we got History of Halloween. So they're both from the History Channel back <coughs> 90s and early 2000s before History Channel did a bunch of reality shit. They just did history shows. So the first one is on the uh, History of Halloween origin... Uh, yeah, History of Halloween. It's called History Channel Documentary. Yeah. Uh, I actually saw it, uh, but I was heading out to work and I didn't have time to watch it. So I sent it to Trevor and he had the opportunity to watch it. Yeah, it was it was a really good movie. But uh, Where did yeah. uh, Halloween begin, Trevor? Uh, it actually, it started all over the world. Around the same time? Around the same time. Maybe about a month apart or something, maybe. Harvest time. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's called The History of Halloween, and then there's a second one, but uh, The Real Story of Halloween. Sorry, The Real Story of Halloween. But it started with the, uh, like, 2,000 years ago with the Celts. Celts were a large tribe that, in uh, two, two months ago, were over all over the British Isles and also a big portion of, Euro of mainland Europe. But they had a lot of practices with the Druids, where... Around uh, October 31st, they considered, because harvest had happened, they considered there were two two year, two year times of the year you have. You had the living half, which is spring and summer, when plants yeah, would grow. Yeah, of course. You, know, harvest, you 
the dead half. So they consider this time of the year and other other cultures too, including the Mesoamerican cultures. This year, when you approach your winter time, when you went from the living to the dead. So this is when they considered that the living and the dead realms and time and space would blur for at least a night. So that's why you would have ghouls and witches and all these things that would show up. So and you would have. Stories of people from living around get trapped in the dead okay. room. Dead room. Okay. Here. Okay. So that's okay. That's uh, where it came originally. All right. So where did uh, trick or treating start? How did trick or treating begin? All right. So you had me jump forward. That's fine. The Catholic Church decided to convert the pagans by having them celebrate All Saints Day when they would do that, and then eventually by the 1800s. Um, after the, you had the Guy Fox incident in the 1600s. Guy Fox. Guy Fox. <laughs> remember, hey, remember folks. the 5th of November. But hey, Fox. We're guys. Remember guys. Term, this is where hey, the term guys. guy. So he was, so he was a British, he was a British anarchist who tried to blow up the uh, monarchy and the, and Parliament of, of England with the failed gunpowder. Long live the Queen. So he had, he had, he had. What was it like? A hundred, hundred and fifty kegs of gunpowder, ready to blow. Blow, and something happened. Didn't quite work. So he and all of his, <laughs> all of it, all of his accomplices were you tried and, and executed publicly. And he had his corpse hung from the tower do of you, London. Do you imagine being the guy that's like, yeah, you're gonna? He's like telling somebody about it. He goes, yeah, man, you're not gonna believe it. This thing's gonna blow tonight, and I'm telling you, it's gonna go up. I it's put like so Sherlock much- Holmes. Remember <laughs> Sherlock Holmes, the Parliament scene with the gas. It he's didn't like, work, and the guy was like, uh, uh, he looks stupid. He's like, man, it's going to blow so good. I got yeah. my buddies in on it. Everybody's I got all gonna, my money on this shit. Man, dude, everything's going to go according to plan. I got this uh, foolproof. And he's like, 8 o'clock tonight, look out your fucking window. And he's like getting ready for bed. Mind. He's getting ready for bed. He's got a candle and shit. He's just yeah. standing there. He's like, fucking liar. <laughs> he just goes to bed. He blows out the candle. <laughs> Like a sip of his, his cup of wine. Yeah. Is that timeline? Fucking that? liar. liar. Yeah. And he's sitting there at the dock like, what the fuck? Yeah. Ships going by. Yeah. <laughs> he's just so upset. He's like, who did this? Is like Fernando. Fernando, what the fuck? What the fuck? Come he on. goes, what, man? What's your problem? And he's like, you, you messed up the whole thing. He's like, you know, we all tried hard, and, and that's what really matters. It's like, no. Hey, I, you know, you know what? I had the scurvy. It couldn't work out. I wasn't thinking straight. I'm sorry. These things happen. He was just high on opium. Yeah. You know, he was high on opium, and he, he forgot. He's like, what's your problem, he man? He had spent the last two weeks running from pirates. He, <laughs> he was tired and stressed out. Although we created a whole scenario. That's <laughs> because we're awesome. But yeah. Uh, so so crowds of people would come out, and this would be right after Halloween. So that sort of energy, they, they took that energy of people, crowds in England that would mock the whole gunpowder thing and they wore the white mask like V for Vendetta the movie talked oh. about but people for since the last 500 years were wearing those masks and on 5th November in England Guy Fawkes saying they'll go around and cause anarchy if people didn't pay them or give them some sort of treats <laughs> so they so they carry hey miss you better give us some trinkets or else we'll bust out a window no. we will we'll bust out all your windows how many you got one two, two three no no we can't count it okay. one two well, I, I didn't learn get, any more. I can't get any more than that, but I'll bust those two. One and two. Busted. And I'll bust the nut. Your wife, she fancies a shag. Get out of here. But anyways. <laughs> he, he, throws, he throws rocks at her window. <laughs> you God, bloody fucking wankers. You wankers. God save the queen. But yeah, so they carried that energy over. Happy God Fox Day. <laughs> Happy for Fox Day. Remember, remember, the 5th of November, you wanks. And then runs out. But they carried that energy over. Halloween. Trevor is so drunk. Whatever, I'm not Dude, that drunk. you are drunk. No. I'm telling you. I'm telling you about soul cakes right now. You're getting so excited. I'm usually tired and sound like I'm about to fall asleep on the podcast. I just sound like a lame, tired, drunk Canadian. <laughs> Canadian? Now, Why Canadian? I don't know. That's I thought you were Scandinavian. I know, but... but Trevor's been lying about like, this the whole time. No, He's up. from Canada. No. I didn't know he knew the Trailer Park Boys. <sighs> So the the Midwest is called Candlelight. That's a nickname for it. Oh, for real? Yes. Interesting. Anyways, we're all joking around and shit. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm moving on. Moving on up. But yeah, uh, soul cakes was a thing that pe- that poor beggars <laughs> that that would uh, ask for blessing. They'd say, "Hey, if you give us some food, we'll bless your neighbors." Because All Souls Day was a ch- event made by the Catholic Church. Before that was uh, was. Hallow's Eve was uh, All Hallow's Day, which is November 1st. So the 31st was All Hallow's Eve, which got shortened to Halloween. So by so there's a there's a changing period where the poor would go around and ask for food, and they would give blessings to people that died, so they got a purgatory. So that's where the that's where the history of it really came from. And by 1800s, it got bigger in America, and then by the early 1900s, they commercialized candy. Made Halloween costumes bigger, and Halloween in America around the world got more commercialized and big. And like Michael Myers, the nineteen seventy eight movie Halloween, Halloween really was really helped push the whole modern Halloween movie genre and the whole horror. Definitely, because I think it was Michael Myers, then it was Jason, then it was Freddy, and then they you know Hellraiser, Hellraiser, yeah, yeah. But uh, Evil Dead came in there too. He was the original nineteen seventy eight. John Carpenter. Yeah, and uh, what's her name? The girl Jamie from the Lee Ac- Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, the girl from the Activia commercials. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I eat this yogurt. It makes me go. <laughs> She's hot. She was hot back in the day. She was hot. So back you see in her the trading day. places. Yes. She's naked. Yes. Bro. I love her when she falls. Yeah. She's hot. She's hot. <laughs> and Arnold's like, How "Are you all right?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm fine." <laughs> yeah, man. I'm sorry, folks. I am exhausted. I've been getting my ass kicked at work all week. And uh, yeah, Trevor. You got another topic. I do. So I got album review. Yeah. And it's uh, one hour of dark country, southern, gothic, western rock part one. (laughs) That's what it's called. It's a goddamn mouthful. So what it really is, Psychobilly is a style where you take early rock and roll and you take punk rock and surf rock and mix together. That's what it really is. They just just did a long-winded version of Psychobilly. (laughs) Okay. People. Yeah, it, dude, shorten that shit up. Wait, yeah. wait, say it one more time. <laughs> this is what they call it. It's ridiculous. Okay, okay, just what was the name one more time? <laughs> one hour of dark country, southern gothic, western rock, part one. Okay, take all the first letters from that. What do we got? Oh, way too much. How about we just call it? <laughs> just call it like psychobilly. Goth, Gothabilly rock. Well, that's what that's what psychobilly is. Is you make surf, you make rock, and you make punk and country. I don't know, Trevor. You're getting way too in-depth. So, the album is... It's the name of the album. There's various artists. You have Mark Coley, uh, 16 Horsepower, and Legendary Radio. But the song I want to recommend is the song called Psalms. Like the the book in the Bible. P-S-A-L-M-S. And it's by the band called Voodoo Sisters. And it's, it's just a really good song about death and... They talk about like the dead man ringing the bell, like when people would die. But oh, they, black belly, bam, bam, Oh, black belly, bam, bam. A lot of cemeteries would have bells because people that would get buried alive before they were actually dead, they would think they're dead, but they were unconscious. That's why a lot of cemeteries they had that bell, and they would ring on it. So that's that's why you would get that expression, like you know, saved by the bell, because you would get saved by ringing that bell, and they're like, oh, they're still alive, and they would unbury them. Okay. Because back in the day, that was a big issue. Because yeah, some people some died. People died. So that's why they would get, they would have bells. Saved by the bell literally meant like, hey, you're buried before you're actually <laughs> dead. That's so funny. Yeah, it's a Halloween theme thing. How about wow. that? All right. Boom. So, anyways, Trevor's getting out. all the high fives tonight. It's, it's good. I'm having the. I'm the. Trevor's no, I am the a captain. Great time. I'm the drunk captain Trevor's, right now. Trevor's the drunk I'm cap- captain. I'm Captain Morgan. Please, he's finally admitted it. Yeah, I'm the I'm Captain Morgan. I'm just Morgan. tired and I'm watching Trevor fucking flail. I'm just the drunk pirate captain. Fuck all of you. <laughs> so next one, uh, list of top ten angry peasant tools. This was a list oh, you yeah, actually that mentioned. That was great. Actually, okay, so when you ever see like Frankenstein's monster. Because you, it's Dr. Frankenstein. Um, you, they always have the townspeople with like pitchforks, torches, and sometimes like uh, axes or like blades of some sort. Like, I, we were going to talk about what would be the best weapon to use, uh, like an old school uh, tool to like murder a bunch of people. Because I guess if you're getting an angry mob together, 
you're going to murder something or you're going to hang somebody or something. So you got to have some good weapons. I don't think like a hoe would make a great weapon. <laughs> You'd be like swinging it a little bit and probably miss a few times. But but a sickle, like a sickle blade that's used to like cut blades of grass or it's used to cut um, uh, hedges sometimes. Or other parts of the world, machete. Dude, I would be so scared of a person running around with a sickle blade, like, like just the handle and the giant curved yeah. blade. That is fucking dangerous. Um, machetes, yeah, we were talking about how machetes are like the new world uh, farmer's tool. Especially, especially in, in islands and jungle arenas yeah, and stuff. More southern areas, tropical areas. Yeah, tropical people. But they had been doing machetes for a long time. Yeah. What's worse, getting hacked to, hacked to death by a sickle or getting hacked to death by a machete? Machete's a lot more efficient. I think the machete's more efficient, but the sickle will probably fucking cut weird. You know what I mean? I'll give you a piercing stab. It'd be like being stabbed kind of like a spear almost because they got you. Because, I mean, it's more of a stabbing thing, but I'd imagine but, but you're like more a, likely a to get sharp stabbed. sickle, bro, on both sides, it's sharp. But so usually it's like sharp a slicing blade, too. usually one side. Well, you can sharpen them both. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Because I've seen them as weapons before. Like, they used yeah. to use them in ancient China and shit. That's where it came from. But, man... Dude, like a farm tool, like even a pitchfork's pretty deadly when you think about it. Yeah. It's a good spear. You know, it's used to fucking get hay all the time. Usually, There's probably tons of fucking farm stories where it's like, he fell on the pitchfork and somebody stabbed him with it. Yeah. So here's mine. I would pick the wheelbarrow because then I could move all the tools and all the things. So say, how are you murder somebody with a wheelbarrow? Because I could haul all kinds of torches or pitchforks. No, or all no, kinds of no. See, you're thinking about carrying a weapon. You get one weapon. All right, one weapon. I got yeah. an answer. Like a scythe or something. I would. I would probably pick. Uh, one would probably be a shovel. I'd honestly shovels. Pick a shovel. Shovels a good tool, man. I'd people. Pick a flat. People. Fucking, shovel. Yeah, people you know, uh, knock the shovel, but I'm telling you, man, you could whack a motherfucker. So I would pick a flat shovel that was freshly sharpened. Sure. Because yeah. I could cut straight lines. You could hack people to pieces with it. Yeah. If, you, if you've ever had to, like, if you've ever had to step and cut a root with a spade, you know, a, yep. a spade blade, it's much harder than a sharp. If you have a sharp flat shovel and you need to cut limbs yeah. of trees or people, fucking sharp flat Honestly, shit, and you can knock out one fucker, and you can dig a hole and bury him after. Honestly, I think if shovel, I... Flat if, shovel. Okay. Shovel. All right. I think uh, the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think, honestly, if I had to really pick a farm tool, it'd probably be an axe. An axe or a hatchet, because I'm a real big fan of wielding an axe or a smaller bladed... Uh, hand tool yeah. you know what I mean and, and a hatchet a good hatchet I could fuck up a bunch of people with that you can also throw it too so yep. you know, close hand you have yep. medium range you use a long range you got two hatchets man I'll be fine I'll, I'll, I'll f figure out a way <laughs> hatchets that's a good one yeah I've thrown axes before that's a fun thing axes are harder because they're a little heavier I've thrown hatchets and I've had to throw a giant full axe. Yeah. And you have to be careful when you do yeah. that. Yeah, a big axe. I've thrown a big axe too. You gotta be. You can hurt yourself if you're not careful. So. Yeah, but a hatchet's more like accuracy and it's it's more like a, I think uh, quicker. Yeah, when I did vlogging sports for one year in college. We actually practiced where we would chop wood competitively, climb trees. I did, I did that the, once, twice. Hell or, yeah. Or I did that once, two times. Like I throw, fucking chopped the wood between my legs. And then you have to hop. Yeah. Go to the other side. That's it fun shit. It was pretty cool. It's really cool. And that's what, that's what guys back in the day did. They, yeah. they, they did. I was good at it, man. I was good at it, too. It was fun. <laughs> that was funny. Well, the fun thing was throwing hatchets. And people sometimes throw it right or left arm. I would throw it with just two arms. And you could just right down the center. You like take a step. And they got places in like Colorado where you can go and there's like hatchet throwing bars. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I would love to go to a hatchet throwing bar. There was a girl with a viral video. <laughs> she threw a hatchet. It bounced off the ground, slammed against the backboard, started coming right back at her, and she ducked, <coughs> missed, stuck in the pillar behind her. So crazy, mm. man. <laughs> Yeah, no, I have had axes bounce on me before, and yeah, you have to be careful. Keep your tools sharp and be accurate. 
Definitely. If you're as drunk as I am right now, you should not be swinging an axe. So. So yeah, we got. Uh, I'm dying, man. Let's talk? wrap this one up. Want to talk about uh, any personal ghost stories, real quick? Um, who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Um, I have a great story from the bonfire. I shout out Jacob Batat, Dan Soder, Big J, Black Lou, DJ Lou, Christine Evans. Fucking, I had this funny one that I listened to the other day, and it was about a woman that was married to a ghost. And yeah, Chris Hamlet's it. It's pretty funny. It's an awesome episode where this woman swears up and down that she's fucking married to a spirit, and she swears that, like, he talks to her, and she goes on to say at one point, she goes... Yeah, I've joined the Mile High Club. You know, so I guess this ghost fucked her while she was in an airplane. Like, this woman is just fucking begging for attention, man. She's ghost coast to coast. Yeah, like, okay, you're going to tell me that if a real dude didn't come along, a real man that you wanted to fucking marry with money, that you wouldn't drop your ghost boyfriend in a minute? Uh how Sorry, you, honey, but, we got to break can, up. But he can follow you around because he's He's like, a ghost. He's going to haunt he's you. interdimensional. He yeah, so so what, you got to explain to this real dude in real time Sorry, that... I'm with his ghost. Yeah, what the fuck? I'm, I'm with the spirit. I can't be with you. My love is, is interdimensional. Interdimensional love. What the fuck, woman? No, she was obviously just doing this for attention, but... Man, people are nuts. They fall in love with weird things. Like, there's a woman that loves a, a old Ferris wheel. And she goes and she kisses the Ferris wheel and it's, like, all rusty and shit. She's just like, there's nothing else like it. And there's actually um, documented you cases. You that chick has been spinning her wheels, you can say. <laughs> I'll give you that one. I think uh, there's a few documented cases where um, it's actually, like, a psychological disorder where people fall in love with inanimate objects. Yes. Yeah, like That's trees and all well, sorts of... Well, they're living. Well, but technically, but you can't... Even, like, statues. I've heard of people, like, falling yeah, in love with statues. But you can't fucking... You can't have That's a called a baby. dendrophile. You can't have a baby with a tree. You That's can't called fucking, a dendrophile, because dendrology yeah. is a study of plants. And, and I get it, because I love plant. cannabis. Like... If cannabis was a female woman, I would Mary try to sleep Jane. with her. Yeah, Mary Jane. Yeah. But no, dude, you can't go marrying no tree. <laughs> it doesn't work trees. that way. <laughs> Don't fuck trees and ghosts, folks. There's definitely a girl out there that's like, oh, I've come all over this tree and we became one together. <laughs> and it's like, no, lady, you just rubbed your clit all over this outside of this bark. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh,. That was a sapling. You're a fucking pedophile. So uh, that was that tree is only three years old. Oh my god. <laughs> I am grouped. You, you imagine? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, Have your guitar, sex man. Sex ghosts. Go sex. All right. I'm I'm sorry, folks. Yeah, we're gonna wrap this one up. Go check out <laughs> Two Lonely Boys in a Canoe podcast. Trevor, thank you for being the drunk captain. Yes. Happy Halloween again, motherfucker. Happy Halloween. Dress up. Get some candy. Yeah. There you go. All right. We'll catch you next time, folks. Thanks for listening. Peace out.